0: I'm very honored to have Michelle Shah with us for a script podcast. Dr. Sha is founder, chairwoman, and CEO of Akiso. Dr. Sha, could you please say hello to our audience?
1: Hello everybody.
0: I believe Akiso's licensing deal with Summit Therapeutics in December is still fresh in people's minds. Not only because of the deal's sheer size of up to 5 billion US dollars, but also it's focused on a potential first-in-class PD-1 VEGF targeting by specific antibody, evonacimab, from China. The deal has been a silver lining for China's biotech amid an industry downturn. Now looking back, Dr. Xia, do you believe the deal has taken foreign companies' recognition of Chinese innovation to a higher level?
1: Yes, absolutely. Summit's management team is actually a, a very uh, uh, reputable Management team in uh, American uh, biotech industry, they had a very successful track record in the in the past. So I believe this um, this deal collaboration between Summit and uh, AKESO definitely would bring us to you know uh, the high level recognition of Chinese biotech innovation capability.
0: So how is the partnership progressing now? Are you going to initiate any clinical trials of evanesimab in the U.S. very soon? And what will be the trials targeted indications?
1: Um, Absolutely. Uh, The collaboration actually uh, moving forward very well and very, you know, with a very uh, good speed. Summit has already set up quite a few communications between uh, between Summit and FDA, um, so we, we had already several communications with FDA. Yeah, so um, so we have already uh, have a, a lot of discussions um, uh, about the you know what clinical studies we should initiate first, and and when and how, and definitely uh, Summit wants to use you know the with the uh, the data generated by AKISO already to facilitate um, the uh, global trials as soon as possible. Yeah, in terms of the indication, because um, PD-1, VEGF, this molecule actually has the the important portion of L part and also very important uh, portion of um, VEGF. Um, Therefore, we uh, expect a success for broader indications, um, but currently, we definitely want to use the uh, current data generated by our case so to, to, to have a good start. Uh, in that case, lung cancer would be the, the, the most uh, you know, advanced uh, um, indications we want to move on.
0: Mm, that, that sounds great. So, do you think we will eventually bring a breakthrough for the treatment of non-small cell lung cancer? Or become a game-changer? And uh, are you confident that it will lead to a paradigm shift in standard of care for NSCRC?
1: As a scientist, we, we always want to, you know, bring a better medicine for patients. Even SMAP, we have already, uh, in our case, so, um, did uh, quite a lot of phase 2 studies related to different uh, uh, lung cancers. Uh, we generated quite exciting data set already. Um, so um, that gave us the confidence to move on to phase three study. And, and as, you know, uh, everyone knows about the current lung cancer landscape, PD-1 actually is a very, uh, plays a very important role there. Um, Even this map um, has a um, the good position in the future. We definitely want to had to head to compare with PD-1 therapy. Uh, from that point of view, um, if uh, we have a successful uh, trial in the future, that definitely is going to be a breakthrough for non-small cell lung cancer. So uh, we have a confidence but of course science will tell us the, the, the results in the future.
0: Now let's move to Akiso's journey of the development of antibody therapies and akiso has already made a name for itself on the world stage and it's taken just more than a decade since your foundation um, can we say that akiso started to develop antibodies at the right time in china and now you are harvesting the fruits
1: well it uh, seems like um if we see the results right now uh, it is uh, we, we you know we had a very focused start from the very beginning now you know we, we see the results but you know when the time we decided to work on antibody uh, I would say uh, at that time uh, not just we focused on antibody but we focused on innovation uh, development I think we we made a very good decision um, uh, uh, another thing is we were not just only you know um, made decision to focus on innovation, but we really did it. Uh, within the 10 years development of ARCISO, we, uh, we started from um, platform establishment, the scientific team uh, build up. And then uh, in the meantime, uh, we choose that a uh, um, very good program to work, to work on I think all put together, uh, get to this stage. You know, after ten years, uh, we become a very uh, strong company with a very strong innovative pipeline. Not just monoclonal antibody, but also bispecific antibody. Um, currently, we have already um, um, seventeen antibody programs uh, moved to clinical study. And, and we have two programs, two molecules approved, uh, launched to the market. And, and uh, for example, this year, we will have another three molecules um, get into the NDA stage. I think uh, this is all uh, because we, not just because we focused on uh, antibody, but also because we focus on um, on the process and uh, the real innovation capability build up.
0: Very impressive. So it seems that Akiso is now shifting the r and D focus to by specific antibodies. And what are the reasons? And regarding the choice of targets, which combination will work best, IO, IO or non-IO, IO?
1: Um for, first of all, I don't think we we definitely uh, Uh, you know, shift from the monoclonal antibody to bispecific antibody. Uh, I think uh, the ultimate goal of a pharmaceutical company is to make a better medicine uh, for the patient treatment. And then um, technology platform, they all actually serve for the purpose to make a better medicine. Uh, From that point of view, I think no matter it's a monoclonal antibody, small molecule, bispecific, ADC, et cetera, they are all, you know, serve for the purpose to make a better medicine. From that point of view, uh, I think we are still focusing on um, not just the bispecific antibody, but also monoclonal if it will, uh, you know, to bring a better medicine to, to the market. You know, currently we are also working on other platforms, cell therapy, or ADC, etc. If we're talking about um, the combination between IO and IO or non-IO and IO, I think um, that will come back to the, you know, the MOA mechanism of action of this medicine. And and also what we want to achieve for this molecule. Give the example, um, AK104, our Cardonilla map, which is a uh, PD1 CTO4 by specific. It is IO and IO by specific. Uh, we, uh, when the time we you know, initiate the program, uh, we, we, we were thinking about you know, the CTO4 has a toxicity issue. That one, that, that toxicity issue actually uh, uh, blocked the uh, better usage of CTO4 molecule. Um, therefore, we at the time we were thinking if we can use the uh, very uh, 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 good technology to make a drug um, play the PD one ctra four role. In the meantime, reduce that uh, uh, from ctra four. Um, that would be the you know that would be the purpose to making that medicine because that medicine, if we lower the to- toxicity, it will bring a better efficacy. That's the rationale. So that's why we made a IO and IO combination. And later on, we made a um, PD-1 and the VEGF, uh, which is a IO and a non IO combination. Uh, The the rationale behind is also because um, we think this combination will uh, give a better efficacy. But in the meantime, um, VEGF uh, alone, for example, asking. Uh, still has some kind of certain uh, specific side effects that uh, could uh, uh, that could block the better usage of that medicine. So when we uh, do this by specific, we also think about how can we um, maintain or even increase uh, efficacy from PD-1, from VGF. In the meantime, we can uh, reduce the certain toxicity um, that given by by these molecules, that will be the you know the better medicine. So that's the rationale behind. That's why we made a IO and a non IO combination. So so I think any uh, bi specific antibodies, or uh, even we are talking about in the future, we are talking about ADC bi specific. We should develop a good drug based on scientific rationale behind, rather than just so you, We have a good technology that therefore we should do something fancy.
0: And uh, uh, let's talk about another drug. So in addition to Ivalacimab, AKISO has PD-1-CTLA4 by specific antibody, uh, cardonilimab. It is the world's first approved by specific antibody targeting two immune checkpoint inhibitors. So has this agent already showed any adv- advantages over PD-1 antibody?
1: Yes. Uh, the, this is actually a very exciting story. Uh, when we started to work on um at the time, uh, BMS has already demonstrated uh, very good clinical uh, results about combo of um, Opdivo and, the, and the EP. Uh, so we see the, these two molecules, these targets, when they put together as a combo therapy, Patients definitely uh, benefit from it. However, uh, because of the cytotoxicity, uh, um from, from EP, that actually blocked the better usage of opdival um, and the uh, and, and EP's combination therapy. Uh, so with this uh, um, with this scientific uh, reason there, we, were, we at that time we were thinking about. Uh, can we make a molecule that maintain the PD-1 and CTLA-4 functions, but in the meantime, can reduce the uh, CTLA-4 toxicity. Uh, that was the reason we started to work on map And when the time we work on this molecule, we definitely ha- uh, received a very, uh, you know, a great level of the criticize. Um, so, uh, you know, a lot of, uh, um, um, uh, scientists actually question about, you know, we, we put two molecules together, how can we reduce the cytotoxicity, uh, cytotoxicity of CTRL4 because we cannot adjust the amount of the use of CTRL4, we cannot uh, change any, you know, the uh, dosage schedule, etc. Uh, but we had our very strong uh, scientific capability and and, uh, and confidence, and uh, we, we we made a good molecule. And, and in in clinical studies, and um, it's already definitely demonstrated a, a lower toxicity, but in the meantime, maintain the PD one and the CTLA four functions, and and now nowadays we had a, a very good a clinical studies results already from uh, first line cervical cancers and from first line uh, gastric cancer uh, therapy. Uh, we definitely see that. Um, regardless of the pdl one expression, map gives a very good efficacy, very good uh, uh, benefit to the patients. Um, that is um, better than PD-1 alone. We, we have already generated quite strong clinical data to prove this point.
0: Just curious, uh, how likely will cadenetamab be licensed to a global partner?
1: Um, I think very likely. Uh, but it's the matter of the when and, and the how. Um, the reason I say very likely uh, is because um, cardinimab, first of all, is the first uh, IO um, bispecific antibody developed globally, and it has a very innovative um, factors there. And, and it also, you know, in several um, tumor indications demonstrated a better um, efficacy than PD-1 um, itself. map definitely is a very good drug uh, in oncology field. On top of that, um, we know um, in uh, oncology treatment nowadays, very um, efficient, very, very good treatment is a combo. Usually people would do PD-1 combo with any other um, a, any other therapies, for example, chemotherapy or TKI therapy or et cetera. Because um, the map has a lower toxicity of CTOA 4 that gave us the uh, much better um, therapeutic treatment window for uh, treatment of the cancer uh, with PD-1 and CTOA 4 component. The potential of map has you know, far beyond the end. Uh, we should have a, a lot of uh, um, opportunities to to make a combo study, um, use map instead of PD-1 uh, with other therapies mm-hmm. and make, to make a better treatment. Uh, so from that point of view, map has a very good international positions there. And, and then, uh, when and how to you know, license out, or even eventually we don't want to license out, we want to de- develop it yeah, globally. Uh, we will wait and see. But uh, one thing we definitely know is uh, map has a global position and should play a very important role for oncology treatment.
0: Okay, thanks. And um, so I think there is just a, a new um, emerging trend that uh, antibody drug conjugates in combination with PD one or PDL one antibody. Uh, some people believe they are going. The the new combinations are going to intensify the competition in some indications like uh, in NSCRC. And do you think the bispecific antibodies will have a chance to prevail over the combination of? ADC and PD-1 or PD-1?
1: ADC and PD-1, they are both very important for the cancer treatment. The pharmaceutical industry is always trying to find a, a better treatment for, for, uh, for the disease, especially for cancer. And PD-1 uh, historically is one of the uh, big success in this field. but. It's still not enough, as we all know, PD1 still has a very uh, a, a lot of limitations in terms of the uh, patient treatment, in terms of advocacy, in terms of the uh, for di- different types of the cancers. And then um, ADC is the same. ADC has a good, very very good successful stories nowadays. And, and then people think about uh, combo, PD1 plus ADC. Uh, potentially should give us a better uh, coverage, better treatment, I believe so too. It, it is a competition between any treatment, but the, the, the goal we, the goal from us is to make a better treatment for patients. I think we, we shouldn't forget that, right? And then uh, talking about PD-1 plus ADC, I, I think that would be a, a, a very good uh, um, solution. Uh, to make a better therapy. In the meantime, I think that's actually give the bispecific antibody opportunities as well, because there's no limitation between bispecific antibody combo with ADC. As I mentioned earlier, actually, for for example, our cardinimab or evanesimab, uh, we have a very safe bispecific molecule, which has already um, dual functions of the one molecule. And then if we combo by specific with ADC, it has probably given us a even better advocacy and, um, and, and better therapy than ADC.
0: Now let's turn back to the topic of deal making. Uh, KISO has previously collaborated with a big pharma um, when you out global rights to a CTLA-4 antibody. Uh, to Merck or MSD yeah. years ago. But for Map, you have chosen to team up with Summit. It's a much smaller company. Uh, what's the rationale behind it?
1: It's a right time to find the right collaboration. Um, uh, well, at akiso we never, you know, to, to set the limitations, say, okay, we should uh, collaborate with big pharma, or we should collaborate with a small biotech we never set this limitation to us. I think anything, uh, any deal happened, it should uh, um, benefit for both sides. And uh, work with big farmer, you know, uh, we have a a lot of benefit as well. For example, uh, it is a very good validation, for example, and once we we, uh, license out the molecule, uh, we don't need to uh, you know, you use much, uh, very much of our energy to carry on, uh, to work on it. For example, uh, but um, license to a big, big farmer uh, with uh, advantage. In the meantime, it is a disadvantage as well. Advantage is uh, big farmer has a huge, you know, the large uh, resource, financial resource, human resource, etc. To move the molecule forward. But in the meantime, for, to, to us, we actually don't have much you know, future see to, to this molecule anymore. It, it is a cell, you, you sold out this molecule, that's it. But to a small biotech, um, once we believe this small biotech uh, has a good track record, and determined to really work on your molecule, that is actually an advantage as well, because you know um, you hands out your molecule to the right hands. And then in the meantime, you contribute as well. So it's case by case. We, we don't set up the limit to us, and everything is the right time with the right people, with the right collaboration.
0: Just for the uh, Ivonesimab deal, I also noticed that Akiso will have the right to co-brand Ivonesimab in some its territories uh, such as North America, Europe, and Japan. And will it help prepare Akiso to commercialize any products in these markets on your own in the future?
1: Um, The short answer is yes. Uh, As you notice that, uh, Akiso has a very rich innovative pipeline, um, not just um, and, and even this map, we have also uh, CD47 molecule, TGIT molecule, and, and by specific of uh, PD1, like three molecule, etc. Um, so we definitely plan for the future. Uh, eventually, maybe we have more uh, collaborations with uh, international Uh, players, uh, big farmer or small biotech. But in the meantime, uh, we may have some, you know, molecules that definitely we have our own capability to develop the molecule globally. Co-branding actually um, is, you know, is the is the one of the first step. We wish more people globally uh, know us and recognize Archezo brand.
0: So, thanks a lot for your time, and I believe our audience will enjoy the podcast very much. Thank
1: you very much.